Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Senator. Today, we're talking about Chicago Public Schools, or CPS. CPS. And we're coming up, I think, next week on the count of classrooms, right? So CPS can determine how many students are in each school, and that's the figures on which they base the per-pupil funding. Right. I give you a lot of credit for knowing that. Yeah. I just remember it's 20. 20 days in, and that does not account weekends, so it's 20 school days. 20 days from the 8th. That is correct, Senator. And everything is iffy this year because the school board's budget is contingent on money from Springfield that Springfield has not said they're going to send to them. And, of course, there's an impasse in Springfield. So you're talking about this fantasy that the school board engaged in this past budget cycle where they included $480 million that they are hoping to get as state aid, but there's no such state aid currently available. Well, I would argue that every year the budget is nothing more than a fantasy. It's a projection, of course. But yes, yes, in this particular case, it's even more fantastical than normal, I suppose. So I don't know how that's going to affect the 20-day formula is what I'm getting at. I think the 20-day deadline is utterly absurd and works against the best interests of children, which is what they're supposed to be looking out for. Why? Well, because it builds chaos into the system. It's already a chaotic system as it is. Any public school system is. But uh, in this case, a principal is required after the start of the school year to completely uh, reschedule classes, move teachers around, move kids around. So any sense of continuity is destroyed. You're saying that after they make the count, then they make adjustments based on what that says about the money they're going to get? Yeah. What happens is this. The board gives an allowance to a school based on the number of children in the school, and the principal then appropriates that money with teacher salaries primarily. Let me stop you there. Before school starts... The principals already have done this, if I'm not mistaken, based on an estimate. That is correct. That CPS has done before this 20-day count. Yes. So there's an initial take. Yes. So there's the estimate. So there's projection. Let's say, just for the sake of this discussion, they have a projected enrollment that would allow them to have 10 teachers. Uh, After 20 days, they may say, oh, my God, the enrollment's not as high as we thought. We're taking away a teacher. Well, if you take away a teacher, there's a ripple effect. You have to suddenly rearrange your schedule. You have to move kids from algebra class A to algebra class B. Because those kids got to go somewhere. Yes. There's always like a breakdown when this happens while they figure it out. So there's time, like days when kids aren't in any class or just sitting in the auditorium. So it really disrupts the That's yeah, very disruptive. If, as I say, the education of children was your primary objective and point, you would never allow this. You would get rid of this crazy 20-day period. How do other districts do it? They don't do it this way. Like, for instance, real school districts like Nutria or Evanston. They have to have some kind of number of students to base their budget on. Yeah, right? well, you just do it at the end of the year. And then use that for the yeah, following year. Yeah, that's it. Why would you abort mission? You know what I mean? Only Chicago would do it this way. I want to talk about Diet High School. Oh, okay. Diet is on the south side at the north end of Washington Park on 51st Street. What happened here is the uh, CPS administration decided in 2012 to close Diet, but CPS rescinded that decision this year when it requested proposals from interested parties as to how the school might be reconstituted. CPS got three proposals, 
And one was from activists involved in the Kenwood Oakland Community Organization, known as COCO. These activists have been agitating since 2012 to keep Diet open as a neighborhood school. And over a dozen Diet supporters began a hunger strike on August 17th, and they were striking to compel Mayor Rahm Emanuel and CPS to commit to the COCO activist proposal. And the activists want an open enrollment school. Then on September 3rd, CPS announced that it would not choose any of the three proposals, but would reopen Diet as, quote, a new open enrollment arts-focused neighborhood high school, end quote. So the COCO-affiliated hunger strikers say that they were blindsided by the city's announcement to create this current version. And they say that they'll continue their hunger strike till the mayor and CPS agree to involve COCO in the constitution and operation of the school. So what do you think about this? Primarily, this is an extension of a very bitter local feud between the activists from COCO and um, the local alderman in that area, a man named Will Burns. Which you wrote about. Yes. There's no love lost, to put it mildly, between COCO and Will Burns. And Will Burns is also a very close ally of Mayor Emanuel. Until that feud is settled, COCO will not be allowed to have anything to do with this school. It was Coco's pressure that forced Mayor Emanuel to ultimately agree to reopen Diet, but I don't believe he'll ever set up a situation where Coco has some sort of uh, say in how that school is run. Well, Ben, that's all we got time for. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, you know, we always welcome your questions, comments, and suggestions for future interviews. If you use email, you can get those to us via contact at shygov.com, that's C-H-I, gov.com. I'm Dave Glowett. Thanks for listening.